I used to say, I smelled my menstrual cycle coming through the room or I felt her enter the room. For that time, we might do the birth fit basics. We might do some walking, general basic strength training. We're not going to get inverted. We want to utilize the downward energy and just support the body's natural processes. Oftentimes, there's a shift in energy that comes around day three, day four. And that's when we may start to add a little bit more in. I kind of view it as a mountain where ovulation is kind of the peak of the mountain. And as you go through more of the follicular phase to get to ovulation, and your energy is picking up. And so that's a great time for strength training and pushing yourself again. And once you get to ovulation, that's game day. I'm Luke Story. I'm Christine Loria. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I'm Angie Check. I am Dr. Aaron Eugene McMorrow. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Kyle Kingsbury. I'm Lily Nichols. I'm Mark Groves. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Jesse Golden. I'm Dr. Stuart Fishbein. I'm Marin Green. I'm Kelly Brogan, MD. Hi, this is Kimberly Ann Johnson. Je m'appelle Rick Safriz, et c'est le podcast du Gynecologue Holistique. Hello, I'm Paul Check, and this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nathan Riley. My guest today is Lindsay Matthews Cantu, and she's a CrossFit gym owner. And she intelligently realized, being in the fitness space, that, gosh, there are not a lot of coaches out there, not a lot of gyms that are able to personalize coaching for pregnant women or women who are postpartum. So she filled that gap with her BirthFit and her B community. You can find everything about what she does at birthfit.com. But I can tell you firsthand, I have taken her BirthFit Basics postpartum course, which is really an exercise training program. It's on your phone. It's super straightforward. It breaks down the exercises. It gives you your program every single day. It doesn't even take a lot of time. This is where it's at. This is what we need in order to restore your pelvic floor function, to get your diastasis recti back together, to get you feeling and performing your best before birth and after birth. If you walk into like your whatever planet fitness or whatever, I don't even know what the names of gyms are anymore. If you walk in there and you say, hey, I'm pregnant. Most of those like young men and women who are coaching there, and I say young men and women, even if they're in their 40s or 50s, these coaches, because programming for a 26-year-old, I don't know, basketball player is completely different from training a woman who's got a baby inside of her belly. doesn't mean exercise is not possible. It means you need to customize this. You need to be more thoughtful about this than just plugging it into some algorithm that you have. So personalized coaching is hard to come by. Unfortunately, BirthFit exists for that. So I was super stoked to bring Lindsay onto the show Her company, BirthFit, is a sponsor of the podcast, but that was independent of my decision to bring her on. Um, You can go to birthfit.com to learn more about what they do. They've got a range of online courses. Their B community is a community by women for women. You're going to get strength and conditioning insights. You're going to get insights into how your pelvic floor works and how to preserve it throughout pregnancy and to restore it after birth. You're going to get, oh my gosh, there's so much. You're going to be able to understand the basic foundations of human movement. I have been an athlete my entire life. My entire life, I've been pushing my body. I've gone through injuries. I've recovered. I end up injured again. And it's because I haven't doubted in the very, very basics. So if you're 25 and you haven't been injured, you will be eventually. 
And it's because you probably aren't paying attention to how you're breathing, to how you're moving, how your neck and your head are, are integrating, your sacrum and your lumbar spine are integrating. This is all within the wheelhouse of Lindsay and her team at BirthFit. Go and check them out. If you want to try their postpartum basics course, they're offering 20% off with code BELOVED. Check that out. And their B community is phenomenal. It's an online community. You're going to be hearing from stellar coaches, stellar experts. I was actually a um, guest speaker at one of their sessions. There's nothing like this out there. So I'm super stoked to have Lindsay on the show. We are also welcoming a couple other sponsors in order to make this episode possible. It's very expensive to have a podcast like this. So it is not a problem for me to have a couple of companies that are completely in alignment with who I am and what I do in order to make the magic and to send people towards the best products on the market. Like there's a lot of prenatal vitamins out there, for example, but Full Well Fertility makes easily the best one. There is no argument. There's no discussion. I have one company now that I can send everybody who wants to get pregnant or is currently pregnant or even postpartum. I can send them there and they can get the best prenatal vitamin if they're in their fertility journey or if men, if you're in the postpartum space yourself and you're feeling depleted, their men's virility vitamin will perk you up. They've got a nervous system supportive tonic called their Nourish Nerves and they make a great fish oil. So go to fullwellfertility.com, use code BELOVED10, you'll save 10% there. This episode was also brought to you by Immune Intel HCC. There are very, very few options for you if you end up with a persistent HPV infection. There's two strains that account for about 70% of cervical cancer. That's HPV 16 and 18. These are pathogenic strains that can lead to cervical cancer. And if you develop this persistent HPV experience, let's say, and your body isn't able to clear the virus, then it will lead to cervical cancer. I mean, this is really challenging stuff. And what your OBGYN is going to do is take painful biopsies, eventually shave off a chunk of your cervix. You may end up having to have a whole radical hysterectomy in the future. We don't want that. We want you to be able to clear this yourself. It starts with a healthy lifestyle. And an important part of that, I really believe, is taking immune intel HCC. There are numerous women who have said it worked like a charm. Two to three months, couple capsules morning, couple capsules in the evening. You're going to be as good as new. So this again is on top of a very, very healthy lifestyle, but we can do that for you here at Beloved Holistics. Um, there is also anecdotal, but uh, many women now who are saying I haven't had a herpes flare up like vaginal or even labial herpes, or I should say vulvar herpes, because most people don't get it inside the vagina, but you can. So genital herpes, labial herpes, which are you know also known as cold sores, women who are taking this immune intel for HPV are also finding they're not having any more flare-ups. Ding, ding, ding. We found something that has been clinically demonstrated. This is not just anecdotal. The HPV part, at least, has been clinically demonstrated in a couple very well-done clinical studies. I've also interviewed the founders. You can check that episode out. It's Mimi Lindquist and Chase Ramey here on the show. Um, if you want to try out Immune Intel, if this is speaking to you, go to themedicine.com. That's T-H-E-M-E-D-I-C-I-N.com slash products and use code BELOVED10. You'll save yourself 10%. Next up, Organifi. Organifi makes so many great products. I frequently have been referring people to their Glow product, which helps your body produce collagen elasticity, which promotes elasticity and suppleness in your skin and your joints, especially relevant for that pregnancy and postpartum period. I also love their green juice. I talk about their green juice a lot, but man, there's 11 detoxifying superfoods in here, meaning there's a ton of antioxidants. You're going to have a better balance of your nervous system, your cortisol and stress levels. You're going to find that this is actually a great adjuvant for weight loss and then, of course, detoxing the body of harmful substances. All of the ingredients are non-GMO. They're all USDA organic. They're all glyphosate-free. 
the ingredients are incredible. Ashwagandha, moringa, spirulina, chlorella. The list goes on and on. There's coconut water, wheatgrass, red beet, matcha. There is so much in green juice. You want to try these products out, guys. If you're ready, go to Organifi.com slash Beloved. You'll save 20% on anything there. I recommend the red, the green, and the gold in the very least. If you're pregnant postpartum, add some glow in there. They've got a, a variety of products, and they're all excellent. So go and check that out. And then last but not least, by Optimizers. I was traveling recently, and I had a taco from a food truck and got like some serious indigestion. And I think it may have been from the cheese, the cotija cheese or something like that. But Anyways, I had some P3OM, which is one of Bioptimizer's products. This is a potent probiotic. I took some of that and hydrated well and just rested. And man, within a day or so, I was feeling completely back to normal. I don't generally, if I, if I get like some serious gnarly food poisoning or whatever, it can take days for you to feel back to normal. And P3OM really, really helped kick it. So they've got a variety of great products, magnesium breakthrough, masszymes, their HCL breakthrough is amazing. Their blood sugar breakthrough is amazing. Go to bioptimizers.com slash holistic OBGYN, or you can use code beloved. You'll save 10% on your purchase. All righty. Lindsay Matthews Cantu is on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. If anything from this show captures you, if you if you feel like, aha, any epiphany that comes through, share this episode with your friends. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a five-star review. It's really, It really means so much as a podcaster to get these reviews. Um, it helps us rise in the rankings. It lets people know that you're paying attention. So share with your friends, leave a review, support our sponsors. I've chattered enough. Let's now dive in deep to pregnancy and postpartum specific exercise, strength and conditioning with Lindsay Matthews Cantu of BirthFit. Lindsay, you own a company called BirthFit and in the name BirthFit is this word fit. You work specifically with women, although I'm sure you have male clients as well, but your focus is really on getting people prepared for pregnancy, helping them exercise through pregnancy. You yourself are very, very, I would say very fit. But my first question for you is what does fitness mean? Like, What is this fit thing? Everybody talks about fitness. What are we talking about here? Yeah. So I feel like this question could be a whole episode for a podcast. <laughs> And it goes back kind of to the origins of BirthFit. And at the time, I was like trying to come up with a name for my doula chiropractic fitness services that I wanted to put all under one umbrella. And I kept doodling and the words birth fit kept coming up. You know, I asked myself that same question, fit, what does it mean to be fit? And so I go to Google, I go to the internet, I'm like, what is fit? What is fitness? And you might like this. The thing that came up first was the CrossFit journal. And it was the article, What is Fitness? And they were the only people that had anything that made any sense to me about what is fitness. Yeah. And they defined fitness, you know, on three different scales. One was the sickness wellness continuum. The other was like the hopper model, if you can pull a workout out of the hopper and be able to do it and then paying attention to the three energy pathways. And so I really resonated with that. And then also at the time I was a CrossFit coach, my ex and I owned a gym in Venice, California, and I was just like, this is brilliant. And so I was in CrossFit, I was being a doula and I was a chiropractor at the time or still am. And this just made so much sense to me. And I wanted to share 
this with women that, okay, CrossFit or what is fitness? They define fitness and being prepared, having general physical preparedness for a task, for life, whatever. And I wanted to relate that to birth. And so the birth came in front of this word. And for me, it's being capable, having the ability to be ready for the unknown that birth offers and that the whole birth experience is. And we don't know how long birth is going to be, how long labor is going to be. Could be three hours, could be three days. It's definitely going to require all the energy pathways. It's definitely going to require all planes of motion. And it's something that you have to surrender and adapt to. So that's kind of the origin of the word birth fit. Yeah. I remember that article. So I started with CrossFit. I started back when we finished college. My wife and I went to Korea to teach English for a year. We weren't married at the time. We came back and we actually broke up. We met when we were 16. And I used Ironman distance triathlon to run away from the pain of losing this person who I still love so dearly. We never fell out of love. But down the road from me, actually, I was working at a shoe store, like a fitness shoe store where you fit people how to, you know, for shoes and all that. And this guy came in and was like, Hey, I need a pair of cross training shoes. And I was like, well, what are you trying to do? And he was like, well, I'm doing CrossFit and this and that. I had no experience with this, but my friend had overheard. He was also working at the store. He had overheard. He was like, you haven't heard about this CrossFit thing. This is like (laughs) really big. And it was maybe 2007, 2008. So it was fairly early in the whole CrossFit thing. And so I was in the back getting this guy a pair of like cross trainer shoes. Like I didn't really know what cross training even was. Like I played sports my whole life. I never thought of it as like, you have a special type of shoes for doing a variety of things. So I started talking to this guy and he's like, well, we're opening the gym down on South Park road. It was like a mile from my house where I was moved back in with my mom and my dad at the time. And so he said, just come and check it out. And I was their first member. Like they didn't even have any members. They had an actual box. So for those who don't know, CrossFit gyms are often referred to as boxes and they have a workout of the day, a wad on the wall. And I was kind of like a scrawny runner type, you know, I did some climbing, but they got me training there and I became a trainer within like a year. I didn't even do the level one certification because (laughs) I just was so dedicated to this. I was like doing two workouts a day. I was doing my Ironman training and I was getting so strong and so lean and my shoulders were getting bigger and my back was getting stronger. And I remember on the wall, they had a poster from a 2002 CrossFit Journal article. And I'm going to read that because this is actually, I think, relevant to how we all in this sort of fitness community, especially if we came out of CrossFit, fitness in a hundred words kind of describes the lifestyle. So, and you can like buy these posters online, fitness in 100 words, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. Keep intake to levels that will support exercise, but not body fat. Practice and train major lifts, the deadlifts, clean and squat, presses, clean and jerk and snatch. Similarly, master the basics of gymnastics, pull-ups, dips, rope climb, push-ups, sit-ups, presses to handstand, pirouettes, flips, splits, and holds, bike, run, swim, row, etc. hard and fast, five or six days per week. Mix these elements in as many combinations and patterns as creativity will allow. Routine is the enemy. Keep workouts short and intense regularly learn and play new sports. And that's what CrossFit is. Like, that's the whole thing. Now it has become something a little bit different. Like these are hulking adolescents now that are throwing 300, (laughs) 400 pounds of weight overhead. At the time I was like pretty competitive, but then when the snatch and the clean and jerk became like the way to differentiate yourself, I broke my collarbone doing something stupid in Thailand and my snatch career was left in the dust. Done. 
Done. But when you hear those words, does that still kind of conjure up how you think about how to prepare yourself for pregnancy? Yeah, it still resonates with me. And I think the philosophy of CrossFit is just so brilliant. And like you said, it's become this huge, it's own sport, the spectacle. And, you know, the top tier athletes of it look like superheroes. Yeah, they do. And I mean, they are superheroes. But it's funny, I started in a similar way to you where I was in chiropractic school and I was interning and somebody came in and they were like, I injured my shoulder doing a snatch. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. And so I just started prying more and more and I wanted to learn more. I didn't want to be the chiropractor that would say, don't do that. That's bad for you. Or don't do the deadlift because it injures your back. What I wanted to be was the chiropractor, the coach, the instructor that showed people how to move correctly, that showed people it wasn't the deadlift that hurts your back. It was your shitty movement patterns. Let's fix those. You know, let's embrace a little curiosity with our bodies. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the origins of it. I grew up playing soccer and tumbling as a cheerleader. So CrossFit really resonated with me as being like the most efficient way to train in an hour's time. And then I could go be a chiropractor, be a doula, do something. And so that's kind of how I started. But it's funny to look back on that time, you know, like 2008, 2009. I think the last time I actually participated in a CrossFit competition was like, 2012, maybe. And that was like a decade ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way that anybody would ask me to be their team member these days, or I could make it on that stage. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. No way. I mean, and actually I've also experienced enough injuries now where I actually have dialed it back to the point now where I'm just focusing on form and posture and spinal alignment. Yes. And I don't know if you plan to have kids someday, but when you have children, things just slow down. Like you have to, instead of pushing, pushing six days a week, as Greg Glassman said, it could be two days where you're focusing on the proper shrugging technique or like a kettlebell swing or something like that. And you're just focusing on tucking the pelvis, aligning the spine and engaging the lats, like the side muscles Mm -hmm. of your back. And that might be enough for your body to be nourished through the movement without pushing it to the limits as if you're going to go to the CrossFit game. So as people listen to this, I think a lot of people have become intimidated by this whole CrossFit thing. So I want to ask you, for people who are listening, before they shut this off and take their earbuds out, (laughs) for somebody who might be intimidated by CrossFit, where does somebody start? Like they've just, let's say, decided they want to have kids. They know that they have a little extra body weight. Maybe they have a little Mm. extra fat. Maybe they're pre-diabetic and it's impacting their fertility. Where does somebody start? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what I want to share is like the origins of the word birth. The CrossFit Journal article really resonated with me. Yeah. But like you just mentioned, the six days a week programming, that did not resonate with me. Right. The crushing of adrenals and staying in that high intensity zone all the time. Yeah just creates a lot of overstress for one's nervous system, just super taxed. And so, you know, I was seeing this and then here comes my chiropractor mindset and then my birth mindset. And I'm like, wait a second. So I started questioning a lot of things. I started digging a lot. And what I discovered was more and more people are talking about this now is that as far as research goes, there's not a ton of research done on women, especially those that are pregnant or postpartum. It's really hard to get research done on women. Why? Because we menstruate and we change and we're different Mm. 
every mm-hmm. single day of the month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of the research out there has been done on college-aged males. And actually, they tend to be athletes as well, like college yeah, sports programs. Yeah. Like, see, these are already well-trained 18 to 24-year-old men Yes, who can go all day, like hard They're all day. They're CrossFitters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is kind of not making sense. And at the time, I thought it was beautiful that women's sports, women's athletics was beginning to come to light in the mainstream media, you know, having women look not just the frail, skinny type model type. And so I thought that was really empowering. And I just wanted to give women tools for training that they could take to their gym, they could take to their coach, or their coach could take our course and have some education and be a little bit empowered about coaching a female with a menstrual cycle, about coaching a woman that's going through pregnancy, because she does not need to do the wad that's on the board Monday through Friday. So with somebody that's completely new to fitness, you know, I love that. That makes me just smile, like grin ear to ear. And I welcome them in birth that we have a ton of programs, options that are no equipment, minimal equipment, and you can start anytime, really. So if you're preconception, I would say like, this is the best time to start because you're getting to know your body. You're getting to know your cycle totally, and you're going to train differently. And What BirthFit is, is nervous system supported general strength and conditioning so that we don't say we're high intensity interval training. Some days might have a little bit of high intensity interval training. Other days might be exactly what you just said. It might be working on skills or, you know, more of accessory type of movements. Maybe it might be BirthFit basics and a long walk. All of our programming is constantly varied, similar to CrossFit, but it takes into account the nervous system and the female cycle, and the different chapters and weeks and trimesters within pregnancy. I'll share a story. One time, this was super early on in my career, and I had this woman come to me, and she was about 35 weeks pregnant, and she was like, I decided I want to be birth fit. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> it's like a billboard for you. I want to be birth yeah. fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay, well, let's start. So you know, minimum, we started twice a week training at the gym and it was an hour, but literally, you know, we started with the training barbell for presses and it was 15 pounds, you know, so just going through that full range of motion. We did wall push-ups, We did squats to a box. We did run, we walked, we carried things and my programming met her where she was at. And she ended up having one of those three-day labors and her midwife told her, and she like took this away from the birth experience. Yeah. The midwife told her, hey, if you weren't in such great shape, you probably wouldn't have made it through this. And she was like, I told you I had to be birth fit. (laughs) So I take that and I share that with anybody that's like, oh, you know, I'm 27 weeks. I might as well not train today. Or, you know, I haven't trained at all during my pregnancy. No, you can start anytime. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. So she's a funny one. And, you know, I take that story with me. I share that with a ton of clients. The other thing I'll say is early on in my birth fit journey, when I was in Los Angeles, I was working at two different birth centers. I was working at a birth center on the west side with a nurse midwife and then on the east side with a professional midwife. And then I became connected with like Dr. Stu and some others. And 
you know, there was a big misconception going around and the midwives would ask me, you know, this woman, she was too fit. She got too fit and her pelvic floor was too tight to give birth. And, you know, that got me thinking. And this was right along the same time as like I was trying to define birth fit and what it meant. And for me, when I dug deeper, what I realized was these women were not training for birth. That's right. They were not in season training for birth. They were doing the same program that they had been doing. And so they're literally training, you know, in this direction, but birth is this path. So they're literally doing the wad of the day, or they're still running their same mileage that they ran before. They're still cycling or spinning the same way they had done before. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like birth happens in all planes of motion. It's not just going to happen in that sagittal plane of motion. So they did not have access to, let's say, their whole pelvic floor. Their whole pelvic floor probably was not able to eccentrically contract. It was only able to concentrically contract in a certain way. Can you explain that, Lindsay, for people who don't understand eccentric and concentric? Yeah. So like this is the easiest, like the bicep muscle. Concentric would be shortening of the muscle. So like flexing it like Popeye. Popeye muscles. Got it. Yeah. Eccentric is like, there's a band over here, but you're like slowly going through that full range of motion, but you still have that muscle activated. There's still that muscle tension there. And then isometric is like whole. It would be like doing a deadlift, picking up a couch. And instead of dropping the couch, you actually set the couch down gently. Absolutely. Yeah. You lower it to the ground. It's funny you say that because that's one of our big rules is you never drop the deadlift from the top. (laughs) I've coached that for at least 10 years for people who come to me for coaching. Like, and don't come over and help me move my refrigerator if you're going to drop it when we get to the driveway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're missing out on all those gains. Like that's what I'll tell women and even guys that would take our courses before. They're like, oh, that makes sense. Like that's where the most gains are is the like lower down the eccentric contraction. Let me add to that as well, like a pull-up. If you don't believe me, do a pull-up and then drop out of the pull-up, do a pull-up and now lower yourself slowly for up to 10 seconds. You could do one of those and get more of a back workout if that's what you're going for. It's not just a back workout, but you'll need more recovery time after doing that eccentric lowering phase than you will doing a hundred, no, maybe not a hundred, but 10, you know, (laughs) butterfly pull-ups or whatever. Do the eccentric and you're going to get way more benefit from it. Yeah. You're going to build so much pull-up strength just doing the slow, lower downs. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. (laughs) Sorry for interrupting, continue. (laughs) No, that's totally fine. So that's what I was discovering as I was like digging through the layers. I was like, okay, this woman was competitive runner. This woman did her soul cycle classes all the way through. This woman stayed in her CrossFit class five days a week. There was no altering training for the season that she was in. And if you look at an Olympic sprinter or a thrower, they adjust their training for the season that they're in. And, you know, their training four years out from the Olympics looks different than six weeks out from the Olympics, than a year out from the Olympics. Right. So that's kind of where I was going with that. And once I started like unpacking this for the midwives I was working with, they're like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, The programming we do is not that. There's a mind-body connection piece. There's strength. There's a conditioning piece. Then there's a mind-body reflection piece. We take each woman through kind of a, call it a polyvagal theory sandwich. Like 
We talk to the body. We see how the body's feeling today. Then, okay, we push the boundaries of the nervous system, you know, explore the range of motion of the nervous system. And then we come back down to remind the body that she's safe and it's okay to be here. Yeah. Which you don't get that in any of those spinning, running, CrossFit, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. There's one thing I want to go back to real quickly, and then I want to jump ahead to talk a little bit about programming around the menstrual cycle. The first, though, is that as a culture, I think that we see exercise as a way of losing weight and getting abs, and that's the only reason you should move. And if that's not your goal, then you don't have to exercise. Or if you're proud of your body and this and that, that you shouldn't exercise. You can be proud. Whatever. I don't care what you look like. I want you to know how your body feels when it moves in certain ways. So when we get to that time when you're in your third trimester, if you don't know your body, it's going to feel very, very weird for you to have these sudden, incredibly profound changes happening in your pelvis and your lumbosacral spine. The body changes quite dramatically as it starts to open up and improve the diameter, let's say, of your pelvis, especially as that baby's coming out. So to your point about women who are not training for birth, I've actually seen this as well. And I was covering a practice in Encinitas. It's a really well-known practice. Dr. Kapitanakis's practice down there. He and Dr. Stu were really good friends. And he had asked me to cover his practice. And while I was covering it, I did notice that he has a lot of yoga practitioners and Pilates instructors that come to him for their low risk. They're healthy, but yeah. their pelvises and back in their abdomen, it's like locked in place. So when they were giving birth, we actually did see a protraction, meaning a prolonged labor process. I'm not saying that, you know, shame and blame, but I am saying that had we customized your training to this upcoming birth, that perhaps we actually would have had some more relaxation in the pelvis. But instead you put your hand in there, like to do a cervical exam. And it's like tight. Like the pelvis itself is really tight. They're not letting you in. They're not letting me in. Yeah. It's because they've been training this sort of muscle memory to keep everything tight at all times, including their abs. But a big part of, I just had a really very fit individual, I'll just say, she and her partner just had a baby. But in that third trimester, I reminded her, I said, now's not the time to be doing sit-ups, back (laughs) extensions and all this. Right now, actually, I want you to focus on breathing, full belly breathing to relax that abdominal wall which what I find is when you tell your abdominal wall to relax, your pelvic floor actually relaxes as well so that that whole chamber can fill up when you contract your diaphragm down into this closed container. Julie Weeb, a physical therapist up in LA, talks a lot about, well, this, she calls it piston breathing. I know that that term is thrown around, but anyways, that was the first thing. And then the second thing I wanted to get into was perhaps maybe we can talk a little bit about the adrenals And how might you counsel a person, let's say they're not pregnant yet, about exercising during their menstrual phase of their, let's say, menstruation versus ovulation during their cycle? Because I do think the adrenals kind of come into play there. Oh, totally. Let's come back to breath. Please, please do. (laughs) Yeah, why don't we put a pin and we'll come to breath after. (laughs) So yeah, I definitely think training needs to be adjusted to one's menstrual cycle. You know, I know there's some big organizations out there like the whoop band that has said push through recently or it's okay to push through but if you look at like traditional cultures around the world and you know how they honor and respect the menstrual cycle there's a whole kind of slowing down going inward a big reflection time 
especially those first three days of the bleed and even probably a day or two prior to the bleed. And if one's in touch with their cycle, they will feel this coming. They will feel this energy shift. You know, I used to say, I smelled my menstrual cycle coming through the room or I felt her enter the room and I knew she was like around the corner. And, you know, for that time, we might do the birth fit basics. We might do some walking, general, like basic strength training, but we're not going to push our bodies to do any sort of PRs. We're not going to get inverted. We want to utilize the downward energy and just support the body's natural processes. Oftentimes there's a shift in energy that comes around day three, day four, day five, just depends on your cycle. And that's when we may start to add a little bit more in. And for some women, they feel great and they feel like, oh, I can run again, or I can do heavier lifts. For others, they're, you know, a slower transition into that. I kind of view it as a mountain where ovulation is kind of the peak of the mountain And, you know, as you go through more of the follicular phase to get to ovulation, your energy is picking up. There's more estrogen. And so that's a great time for strength training and pushing yourself again. And once you get to ovulation, that's game day, you know, that's performance day. And then you go through the luteal phase. And I look at the luteal phase kind of as like two chapters within one. And, you know, the first half of the luteal phase, you probably still feel good. You might play games with yourself like, I don't feel like working out today. At least I do. And, you know, I just have to remind myself to stay consistent, show up for, and usually I would feel better after training. But the second half of the luteal phase, that's where I give myself permission to slow down, to take a recovery day instead of a training day. And, you know, if I don't feel like pushing myself for a 25-minute conditioning piece, it's okay to cut it to 10. It's okay to skip it. Right. Right. Embrace that flexibility. When I left hospital-based OBGYN practice several years ago, I had the option to join the midwife community as a home birth attendant. And I was getting all of my ducks in a row and I was figuring out what it was going to cost. But then I realized, you know, licensure was on the horizon. I'm going to be competing with the Kentucky midwives. And They've worked hard for this. They've been doing great work for years. And I love the traditional midwifery model of care, but I'll never be a midwife. So while I do attend some home births, I also figured out that if I really, really believed in the midwifery model of care, let me do my best to make it possible for midwives to do the thing that midwives do so well, which is providing patient-centered, compassionate prenatal care all the way through the postpartum time period. This realization gave birth to my collaborator program. I invite midwives of all types in any state to check out my website. It's belovedholistics.com slash collaborate. What you'll find there is that I've put together a program whereby you can have me as an MD consultant to bounce anything off of any issues you have with interpreting labs, perhaps some help with clinical decision-making for your patient that just had some wacky urinalysis labs come back. At the gold level, I also will prescribe medications, order imaging, order labs. 
I am willing to get licensed in your state. And if you're in a state that requires a prescriptive authority or a supervising physician, there's all these different names. I'm also willing to do that at the gold level. So all of the details are available at BelovedHolistics.com. Just click the Midwives tab at the top and you'll get to see all of the information there. And then when you're ready to enroll, you can just pop over to the website, join it. It's a monthly membership fee. You also get access to all of my summaries of ACOG's practice bulletins and also many of their committee opinions. And at the gold level, there's twice monthly peer review. You're going to have a whole community of midwives, my entire network, in order to help support you, whether you're early in practice or you've been doing this for many years. So go to BelovedHolistics.com slash collaborate or just click the midwives tab in the menu on my website and we can get started working together. All right, let's get back to my conversation now. Yeah, for years now, it's like I paid for a banner to fly behind an airplane and like nobody's <laughs> looking, but I've just been saying this since I was in residency because I was a pretty high level performer for most of my life as an athlete, as a person just the going to the gym and seeing results. Like I liked pushing it. I really did. But yeah. I was noticing that I was taking care of all women and they were pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And many of them looked good, but they were pre-diabetic. They had no energy, but they were pushing through it. And I do think you mentioned the Whoop device and sorry, Whoop, I'm about to <laughs> scold you, but we still like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these devices, they can play a role. Totally. But what ends up happening is because we rely so much on these feedback devices to tell us you're recovered, you know, heart math was, yeah. this is like an old technology. You're a red or a yellow or a green with regards to, is it good to do a high intensity workout today? Well, the problem with that is, and the whoop devices and everything else, and even experts, so to speak, who are telling you it's okay to do it or not to do it is that if your body is telling you, I'm not so sure a really hard workout is good today, but the whoop is like, hey, you're good to go. Push through, baby. Like, Yeah, you're recovered. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Then what happens is that intuitive sense about where your body's at and how you're feeling, that actually doesn't serve you in pregnancy because you've been listening right. to this little device on your wrist. So I think we need to balance these technologies out with just getting to mm -hmm. know our bodies and our mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being a little bit better. If you walk into the gym, and I talked yes. to your B community about this just the other day, if you walk into the gym and you feel like you have to sit down on the bench and like pump yourself up to do some overhead yes. presses or something, maybe that's a day where you, instead of doing something really hard, you just go through some active recovery movement and small sets, low reps, but just working on the form. You can still do heavy weights, but trying to nourish the yin as opposed to the yang, you yes. know? around that menstrual period, perhaps. Yes. And I love that you said that because, you know, I think you do some acupuncture, I believe. I don't Chinese do it, medicine. but I have a lot of Chinese nope. medicine friends. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> well, I have so much to learn from Chinese medicine. So it's great. And yeah. I mean, it's worked for centuries. A millennia, way, way, way predates yeah. us by thousands of years. <laughs> Before there was even the breath of us here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think cultivating that yin in the follicular phase is so important for conception. And, you know, so often I'll do consults or women will come in preconception and they're like, you know, I've been training CrossFit for this many years and I'm fine or whatever. You know, my blood works, labs, fine, whatever. Why am I not getting pregnant? And it's because they're not like, I truly feel it's because they're not honoring their cycle, their brain to body connection. There's such a disconnect 
from like literally here up. And, you know, one of the biggest things I kind of tell them is like start training with your cycle and specifically inside that follicular phase. I know you want to go hard in the paint. I know you want to hit it hard, but pay attention to the recovery days. Like if you have like three or four days on, make sure you have two or three days off. Go for a walk, do some yin yoga. Like don't do power yoga, do something slow, slow, slow and intentional. the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. But oh, like if you're not motivated, like you said, if you wake up in the morning and you're just like, eh, then today might not be the best day to yeah. train. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just do some inner work. You know, Paul Check, he's a mentor and friend of mine. He has this term working in, you know, if you go on a long yeah. walk in the woods, that's going to serve you better on those days where you're not motivated, you're not well recovered, you didn't sleep well, maybe you already have kids and you're expecting another. I know what that mm -hmm. feels like. Those might be the days where you do some Tai Chi, some Qigong, a walk in the woods, you do some breath work. Maybe you even do some actual activity, but you're just, I don't know, maybe you carry your it's daughter play. down the street. Yeah. Or you play with them on the ground. Like that's still movement. It's still exercise. We can't build muscle when our bodies are not recovered from whatever Absolutely. happened the day before, whether it was a workout or an out know, drinking, bad diet, you didn't sleep, you know? So let's be honest with ourselves. You know, the blood work thing you brought up is another one of those biofeedback tools where people are like, I have normal blood work. Why am I not getting pregnant? I'm like, because blood work is like one hundredth of what we're going to talk about <laughs> in fertility. Yeah. So, you know, and the OBGYNs, God bless them. They're like, you're not fertile because of the blood work or you're just fine fertile. You should be getting pregnant. And I'm like, guys, you know, as well as I, that there is far more to this than a biofeedback device, blood work or imaging or whatever else. There's far more to this. Yeah. People always ask us at BirthFit, well, how do you monitor things? You know, especially in training, because there's that age old phrase of don't get your heart rate above 130, sure, 120, like sure, yeah, any yeah. of that. And for the longest time, we would tell people it's your intuition. <laughs> yeah, it's your intuition. And if you monitor HRV, you can look at that. But we wanted to establish this freaking brain body connection because like you mentioned earlier, so much of exercise and fitness is about weight loss, is about looking good, especially as you get tougher and more of an athlete in some of these sports like CrossFit, cycling, Ironman. It's about numbing out and disconnecting. And pregnancy, just like you said, to come inward. And if you have that disconnect with your body, how are you going to trust your body? How are you going to trust and then listen to your body in labor, in the birth experience. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. let's put it all together and embrace it all. Yeah. You know, not to dissuade people from working with you, <laughs> but if I were to pick two types of training and it was one was like a restorative yoga practice where we're focusing on mobility and maybe we are doing a couple little strength movements in there versus yeah. jumping into CrossFit and hitting it hard six days a week. I'm going to say that restorative yoga for you is probably good, especially if you're a type of person who's just go, go, go all the time. Now that you're right. pregnant, we may need to actually completely shift our priorities here and train you based on your experience and needs for this birth process. So what I love about BirthFit is that you guys really do customize it. You really personalize it and meet a person where they're at. We try. We do our best. And I appreciate you saying that because it is you know, each pregnancy, each birth, every postpartum, all of it's a different experience. And, you know, for the longest time, people were asking me to put the programming online. And I was like, I don't think I could do that. Because like you just said, it's 
every experience is unique and it needs to be customizable. But we try to give people the tools and share a bit of the birth fit philosophy and our education and stuff. And if they have that, then they can start to kind of customize their own training and have a little autonomy for their training and their bodies in that way. But yeah, like some people, especially if they're more type A and maybe they're, you know, vice president of a company, they might not need spin or CrossFit or running every day. They might need just walking and the BirthFit basics, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's um let's talk about BirthFit basics. Here's the scenario. Somebody has very, very limited time. I oftentimes find myself in this position. Very limited time. I've got some dumbbells. I've got some kettlebells. Maybe I have a barbell. Who knows? What's like the one movement that you feel is like, I'm able to train mm. today. I don't have the time to train, but I want to get some really good bang for my buck. What is one movement that you think most people should be doing regardless of pregnancy status? Yeah, I think it's the squat. <laughs> I think the squat, you know, is it's everything. It's a full body range of motion, strength, movement. And I think I have like a bias towards it because I tore my ACL in high school and then my rehab did not focus on gaining range of motion back. So as I was finishing chiropractic school, I realized that I could not squat below parallel. Hip extension was terrible. So since I discovered that, I had been working on that forever. But there's, I believe it's Ina Mae Gaskin says, squat 300 times a day to prepare for birth. You don't have to squat 300 times a day. <laughs> That's a lot of squats. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can, try to mix in some squats, you know, throughout your day so you're not sedentary. I do believe we are, you know, a ton, a lot more sedentary than our ancestors were. And that's going to affect the position of the pelvis sure. and therefore the position of the baby. And if you have Zoom calls, if you're working from home, if you're at an office where you sit all day, every hour, just get up and do 10 squats. You know, if you're somebody like me that could not squat below parallel at one point, squat to a chair, squat to a box, give yourself a target and make that target get lower and lower each week. You know, I think some women prefer birthing in a squat. So it's like one of the most useful positions. And I'll share this funny story. When I went to Africa, Tanzania, whenever it was like 2005 and got off the plane, got on a bus. And then we stopped at a pit stop to use the bathroom. And I was like, Oh, thank God I got to use the bathroom. And so I went in to go pee and lo and behold, I had to squat and I was the worst squatter there. Like (laughs) stuck out like a sore thumb. (laughs) They're like, she is definitely not from here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was the squat that gave it away, Lindsay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But I was like, this is something I got to work on. So the squat is definitely one of our BirthFit Basics movements. And you mentioned the BirthFit Basics. Those are 15 movements and poses that we came up with based on developmental kinesiology from DNS, the Prague School of Rehab. And then also FRC, which is functional range conditioning. And these movements and poses are designed to be a conversation with your body. So if all you did was five to 10 reps of these a day, you know, it takes 20 minutes or less. And that goes such a long way. In the postpartum side of things, these are the movements that we introduce first. And we start, you know, obviously not with five or 10 reps, but we start with like, one to three reps. And how does this position feel? Can you breathe in this position? Can you utilize a stability breath with a dead bug? 
And so we start building back up to the birth at basics and then go back into um, regular general strength and conditioning. I love that. The squat is definitely one of those. Yeah, I'd waffle between the squat and like a really heavy deadlift because it just hits mm. my nervous system in such a way. Yeah. But, well, gosh, I have a lot more questions, but we're already <laughs> running out of time. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to encourage people to think about here that we don't have to go deep into conversation around it, but beyond just preparing yourself for birth, women who exercise, especially if they start exercising before birth, they tend to have less complications in their pregnancy. Yeah. So if you want to have an autonomous birth, being able to hire a midwife, have a home birth, heck, have a free birth, you know, for all I care. Yeah. If you don't want to end up basically in the hospital with a doctor telling you what he's going to do or she's going to do to you in order to, quote, keep you and your baby safe, and you don't feel like you have any real grounds for making any decisions for yourself, even though you do maintain that the right to say no and all of that. We won't get into that right now. Exercise is the one thing that has been clinically demonstrated to reduce you know, everything from diabetes in pregnancy, mm -hmm. hypertension in pregnancy, C-section, prolonged pregnancy, prolonged labor, perineal lacerations, especially when you couple good movement patterns with adequate nutrition. Your postpartum recovery speeds up your likelihood of postpartum depression and blues goes down. Exercise is truly kind of like the silver bullet for a variety of things that go wrong in our culture in birth. Do you want to comment on that at all? No, I mean, well, yes, but <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> no, I you disagree. You absolutely nailed it. <laughs> like you said it so good. <laughs> but like if start a movement practice before because the benefits, I mean, they're at least cumulative. And what studies that are starting to look at with HRV, which is heart rate variability, yeah. that space between each heartbeat, right? And for me, we test this in our clinic. We test like if somebody has an aura ring or a whoop, you can track your HRV, a Garmin watch, whatever. What they're discovering is that a woman that her HRV returns to her pre-pregnancy HRV or better somewhere between like six to 10 weeks postpartum. So what that is saying, you know, what I take away from that is she has become a fitter version of herself. So the effects of pregnancy, like you're doing work and why not start doing work? Why not practice fitness before you actually become yeah. pregnant? Yeah, totally. I'm totally with you there. There was a good book that you and I both know. It's by James Clapp and another, Yes, maybe not another doctor, but she is maybe a chiropractor or something. I can't remember, but they together wrote a book called Exercising Through Your Pregnancy. Yeah. I think that's a really good primer for people that want to see what the literature says. Unfortunately, a lot of the data is actually over 10 years old. People aren't studying. It's such an old book. It's so old. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people are like, it's not applicable. I'm like, it's definitely applicable. Yeah. We aren't asking these questions anymore unless you or me or one of your birth fit coaches. In wrapping up, I wanted to really clarify that when I was flying my banner that I described saying we need to customize workouts to the phase of your menstrual cycle, there are four poorly distinct phases, let's say. But as you go through that cycle, everything from your nutritional needs to your movement patterns to your sleep you know, needs to, gosh, when you feel horny. I mean, when you're most attracted yeah. to your partner, all of this stuff changes. So there are a lot of people in the wellness space and the biohacking space. I fucking hate that term. <laughs> because you're not going to hack this and make it better 
than the way that the powers that the creator, spirit, source, God, whatever yeah. you want to call it, created this incredibly well-orchestrated system. When you go to a trainer who's not trained to specifically understand where you are in your cycle and how to modify the workout and your lifestyle programming, you're going to potentially put yourself at risk of injury, uh, risk of making things worse. So so what I would recommend people do is find yourself a coach, whether it's at BirthFit, and there's really nobody like BirthFit, but go yeah. to BirthFit, find somebody who is a trainer, but is actually trained to focus on your programming and customizing it, depending on where you are in the month, in the quarter, in the year, and that's going to serve you so much better. So Without further ado, would you tell people, Lindsay, where people can find you? Absolutely. Yeah. So birthfit.com is the easiest place to find us. We also have a directory on there for birthfit coaches and leaders. And I'm not sure when this episode will be aired, but we do have a birthfit coach course. And the spring cohort is now literally opened this week. So coaches, personal trainers, any kind of movement instructor is encouraged to take that course. And then they have the knowledge for life. They can take it with them and do whatever they want with it. But you can find somebody in the BirthFit directory or take the courses yourself to empower you. You can find us on Instagram, same thing, BirthFit. And then we do have a YouTube page, BirthFit, where, like I mentioned, the BirthFit basics, you can find those for free on there. We have a ton of movement videos, insight, kind of one-minute clips on there. There's tons of resources on YouTube. So those are like the three places to find us. You guys are doing great work. Thank you. And I only align myself with certain brands that I really believe in. And you guys are sponsoring the podcast, full disclosure. Yeah. But (laughs) that's not why you're here. You're here because you're doing really, really great work. And for listeners of the show, I think we'll have some goodies for them as well that I can read in the outro. But you haven't talked enough, I think, about your B community which is a community by women for women. I just spoke in webinar format for your group of individuals. Can you make it just say a couple of things about that real quick? Yeah. So B community is our place where fitness education and connection meet. And this is our monthly membership option. So if you're pregnant, not pregnant, whatever, you can join this community. It's for women by women. So there's the only dudes we allow in there are the guest speakers. (laughs) But this is an awesome place where, you know, if you have questions about mom life, you know, if you have questions about lactation, you know, what snacks are the best? How do you work out with two kiddos? I love the chat section because people will chime in about this information and what's worked for them may not work for you, but you're surrounded by women that want to be the best versions of themselves and probably living a very similar lifestyle where they care about health, they care about fitness. And they care about, you know, the nourishment and nutrition of what goes into their bodies and their families' bodies. So B Community, it's only $24.99 a month. And, you know, I think that's a really great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening, Code Beloved will get you the first month free. So Mm -hmm. we want to drive as many people there as possible because, like I said, there are very few organizations that have the chops to do this, but also they really do approach pregnancy through a personalized lens. Or I should say training women through a personalized yeah. lens, especially in pregnancy and postpartum, because this is an area that is sorely lacking in coaches that are actually good at coaching you, the pregnant or postpartum woman. So thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming. Dr. Well, Lindsay. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to know you. And I'm just so glad that we've been connected in these recent years yeah. because we have a lot of mutual friends. And next time in the Austin area, I'll go and get a workout in at the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We must meet up in person. We must, absolutely. <laughs> All right, take care, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you haven't checked out my website, go to BelovedHolistics.com. Nothing on the show is medical advice, but you certainly can get some help, whether you're a person looking for a birth worker or a holistic gynecologist, or if you're a midwife or other type of birth worker or healthcare professional that wants to have me in your corner, you can find all of that there. You can also find information about my new PRP fertility program that's all available at BelovedHolistics.com. If anything in this show touched you in some way, if you went back and re-listened to something, share this episode. Give the gift of the Holistic of a Joanne podcast to the people in your life, to your clients, to your family, your friends, your colleagues. Let's get these messages out there. This conversation, like every conversation, I only do it because I think it's important for the community. You can also go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give me a five-star review. Believe it or not, it really matters. And then lastly, support our sponsors. The sponsors make it possible to put out this high-quality content. And as I'm increasing my audio and my video and my different platforms and rebranding and rebuilding, that costs money. My sponsors enable that to happen. I also have an online shop with not only the sponsors discount codes listed, but a wide variety of other products that are going to make you and your family as healthy and vital as possible. Again, I'm Nathan Riley. Thank you so much for listening in to the Holistic Obituary podcast. We'll see you next week. 